Hi, I'm Cheryl Heisterberg with DAC Art Consulting. We are a full service art consulting firm based in Atlanta, Georgia. And today I am here to talk to you about wellness. DAC has always been a part of the wellness conversation in the hospitality industry. And with what we've experienced over the past year as a collective, this conversation has moved more forward into our industry. And today I'm at the Even Hotel in Alpharetta and I have two leaders with me that are a part of this movement. We have Julianne Smith and she is a senior vice president of development with IHG Hotels and Ben Brunt, who is the chief investment officer for Noble Investment Group. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Cheryl. Yeah, it's great to you. have you here. Good to be here. So tell me a little bit about your interest in, in wellness. And Julianne, I'll start with you. So my, my own personal journey is, is kind of deep in terms of wellness. I today have sort of five non-negotiables that I wake up and do every day. So I do meditation, hydration, movement, nutrition, and rest. And I build those five things uh, throughout my day in order for me to bring my best as a working professional, a mother, a wife. Um, at IHG, we've incorporated a few things, uh, primarily because of the pandemic and all this screen fatigue that everybody has. We have um, no meetings Fridays, where we're supposed to not set up conference calls and have meetings. Um, and we also have, every couple of months, the company has given us sort of a free uh, personal day off um, to add to the sort of PTO, where there's no meetings, nobody's working, it's like a holiday um, at IHG. And that coupled with um, the leaders acting, um, the message that they're giving, which is taking breaks. Our CEO, our global CEO, Keith Barr, uh, mentioned on a call a couple of weeks ago that he's part of a cycling team now. And every other day at 10 a.m., he gets on his bike with a number of people across the country virtually and blocks that time. And he says, you know, he gets up early to compensate and, you know, works mm -hmm. later, but he has that hour to himself to make sure that he's exercising. And the fact that our leaders are saying that and, and acting what they're saying um, is paramount. And I'm curious, is this post COVID that this conversation has really moved forward? I, I think some of it started, right? The work-life balance people have been talking about, working from home from time to time, being able to get to kids' sports activities and things like that. But I felt like it was more talked about than it was actually done. And I think today it's done more than it ever has been before. People are actually taking action. Yes. It's great to yeah. see. Yeah. And then. Uh, in my firm, Noble Investment Group, we've always been, you know, very um, experiential driven. You know, when we talk about and think about properties and design and, you know, creating spaces that we think uh, are, going to, are going to create those memorable experiences for our guests. And whether that, you know, is focused on just a, an overall good you know, program for a hotel or, you know, how we think about food and beverage delivery uh, to, you know, fitness center size equipment and, you know, certainly then just creating kind of the living room for, you know, a, a community uh, that we want to, um, we want our guests to really, you know, feel it and experience it when they, they seek that place of refuge uh, when they travel for business or leisure. Yeah, one of the biggest topics I keep thinking about during this is is balance and how we're bringing that back to, you know, from our home life to the workplace. And um, 
having companies on board and places that we can go to experience that is uh, really important. And I think guests are going to have that top of mind more and more coming out of this. Okay, so knowing how important wellness is to both of you personally, what steps have you taken to incorporate your values within your work world? What steps have your has your company taken to address this and how that will how will that shape our industry moving forward? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things going on. First of all, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion is kind of at the top of of everyone's list these days. Um, when you look at a company like IHG, we considered ourselves fairly open and diverse, but when you look at the leadership and you look at the board level, for example, it's not showing the diverse slate that actually exists within the city we're in, uh, city of Atlanta, and the business that we're in. Um, our guests are of the most diverse population there is when you consider we've got Candlewood Suites all the way to Six Senses. Uh, there's a variety of, of guests um, within that. So focusing on diversity as a pillar of who we are and making sure that we're interviewing from a diverse slate and hiring people who can bring a diverse mindset. There was um, a study I think McKinsey did a few years ago that showed the profitability factor of a company that has a diverse leadership group and a diverse board. So if you know being diverse isn't enough to do because you know it's it's the right thing to do, but if that doesn't resonate with everybody, certainly the financial metrics um, should resonate. So so that's something that that we're doing. And then in terms of you know guests and making them feel secure and and taken care of, we've talked a lot about um, cleanliness and making sure that our hotels are as clean as they possibly could be. Um, all the brands, um, our competitors included, um, have partnered with Ecolab or Cleveland Clinic or other groups to make sure that the hotels are as clean as they possibly could be to make people feel comfortable uh, being in our hotels. And that's something the home sharing platforms can't do to the degree that we can. Absolutely. And Ben, um, your thoughts on that? Yeah, cleanliness and safety certainly were paramount, you know, not just at the property level, but, you know, at our corporate office. You know, we took a, a short break and then, you know, came back to, to the office in June of 2020 and certainly wanted to make sure that all of our associates in the office and the field, you know, felt safe and knew that they were in an environment that, you know, certainly was clean and implemented a lot of, you know, new standards and processes to, uh, to help account for that. Uh, but building off of you know what we mentioned around uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, you know we've also you know really part of the DNA at Noble is kind of the incorporation of you know ESG, so environmental, social, and governance uh, programs. And so not only do we uh, you know build lead certified hotels when we do uh, new construction, but we're also focused on kind of the social component to uh, the communities you know where we invest. We want to make sure that we're you know, not just uh, an asset, a building in that community, but we're contributing to that community, whether it's you know, working with the Salvation Army, working with families, you know, how many can we feed you know, through the holidays, and then the governance piece, which um, you know, we are, uh, Noble is a, a signatory to the UN uh, principle of responsible investing. And what that really means is you know, we're, not, we're not just saying it, but we're doing it, and we're incorporating you know, those aspects, the governance aspects of how we think about investment and the decisions that we make, you know, into, um, you know, our everyday uh, DNA. So a key point in IHG's journey to tomorrow is doing what's right, not just what's needed. 
How are you addressing that as a company? Yeah, a couple of different ways. One is the diversity, equity, and inclusion boards that we've set up both globally and in the Americas to make sure that the conversation continues within all the stakeholders within IHG, and it's not just kind of a point in time. The other is um, this journey to tomorrow is a 10-year plan that talks about diversity and inclusion, certainly. It also talks about sustainability, as Ben was talking about earlier. It talks about being a steward of the community, preserving water, being a fair employer, um, partnering with vendors who are aligned um, with our thinking, partnering with um, hotel owners like Noble, who are also aligned with what we're doing. And that, uh, you know, permeating within the company, but also permeating outside of the company of all the stakeholders who we touch is an important piece in, in keeping that together. Interesting. As a vendor, I am, you know, for the hospitality industry, we've been looking that, at that a lot as well and figuring out, you know, how can we contribute? So what are you both requiring of your vendors or, you know, what's important to you when you're looking at vendors now? We certainly want to make sure that there's a, a statement within their sort of company ethos as to who they are and what they believe in. Um, our purpose at IHG is true hospitality for good. So those statements need to align with that whether it's diversity, inclusion, it's sustainability, um, fair treatment um, of, of their employees, all of that is, is laddered together and something that we look at very closely. Yeah, I think it's moved uh, beyond just on time, on budget, yeah. to, uh, to you know, really uh, understanding, you know, like you said, the ethos of the, the groups that you work with and you wanna be aligned, you know, not just from a business standpoint, but just holistically in terms of you know, how you think about uh, the goal or the task or the project at hand. It's great. I think we're thinking about a person as a whole too, you know, and all these different aspects. Now we're integrating it into our business lives. It's almost like there's, there's a balance or a blend that has never happened before. Like our lives have become, our work lives have become almost lifestyles and, you know, things that we really care about are being, um, becoming very important to the corporate environment as well. So it's, it's really refreshing to see. You know, there's not a lot of separation mm -mm. anymore. There's not, and it's not balance, it's harmony, right? It's yeah. all the things sort of melding together. Because if you had true balance, nobody can achieve, achieve true balance, right? But there's a harmony involved um, when, you know, family, work, all of that comes together. So making sure that it's, you're doing something you're proud of and you're doing mm -hmm. something that's a legacy for other people, I think has become more important um, for many companies than it ever has been before. Yeah. yeah, it's been amazing to see all the companies step up. I, I really, this is a great thing that's come out of the pandemic. Yeah. So with all this in mind, we're kind of focusing a little bit more on uh, professional wellness and mental wellness as we're talking about this, but you know, moving to wellness and the development of the even brand, Tell me about the, a little bit about the brand and the pillars of the brand. So the Even Hotel brand is the first wellness brand that's been created for everybody. So the corporate business traveler, the everyday leisure traveler. There are other brands that focus on wellness like Six Senses, which is IHG's ultra luxury um, wellness brand. Even is approachable. It's designed to uh, be built in every city that can support an upscale hotel. So we've got Seattle that um, Ben and his partners own. Um, we've got locations in New York and Miami and Denver, which are uh, high barrier to entry primary markets, but we also have evens in Ann Arbor, Eugene, Omaha. Uh, we actually have 20 today, the 20th opened in Cobb Galleria here in Atlanta. Uh, and we've got another 30 in the pipeline. So it's, we're really excited about the growth and how it's resonating with guests. 
We have uh, four pillars that we talk about. Uh, Rest Easy is the first one. We have a signature bedding package that helps um, create a great sleep environment. Um, We have uh, Eat Well, which can be um, experienced at the Cork and Kale, which has indulgent items, but it also has healthy, um, more nutritious um, items as well. We've got the Keep Fit, which is uh, a pillar or a differentiator for the brand in that we've got in-room fitness equipment We have the fitness bar that you can um, use in your room, a yoga mat, a yoga ball so that you can stay fit. Our suites have um, exercise bikes. And then our um, fitness center uh, accessible to everybody in the hotel is state of the art. It's got equipment like you would have at the gym you would have in your neighborhood that you'd you'd go to. Our fourth (laughs) pillar is accomplish more. We've got workstations um, throughout the guest room and also the public space where people can sit on their laptop and work um, however they like throughout the space of the hotel. So I, I think that, you know, the, the conversation today, um, you know, around wellness, um, you know, is much more approachable uh, for, for everyone. Um, you know, whereas, you know, luxury, or whereas uh, wellness-driven travel, you know, historically might've been focused more around luxury resorts, spas, um, you know, et cetera. Uh, today, you know, with you know brand options like this or lifestyle brands, you, know, you really have the opportunity to dial in and be focused and you know at a price point that is affordable and approachable to every traffic. Wonderful. Um, so much more to say about that because it's my first time in one of these properties, and I'm I'm really blown away. I mean, it's such a beautiful room, and for me, for somebody who wants to keep all that balance, I mean, sometimes I do want to go have a hamburger though, you know, when I'm on the road and keep my my diet, you know, when I'm at home. Um, but having all this accessible is just, it's, I, I really haven't seen another hotel like this, especially at this level and this price point. So that being said, why as a developer did you choose to develop an even? Well, you know, I think we you know, certainly recognize some of the discussion we've already had, kind of the trends, you know, around wellness, how it's beginning to really permeate kind of the dialogue, you know, if you will. And so we we felt like that, you know, IHG was really onto something, you know, with this brand and, you know, had a great relationship with the firm and said, hey, look, let's figure out a market where we think that that a new brand, will, you know, that has these, you know, pillars can really operate and function, you know, successfully. And, uh, you know, we selected, you know, Seattle together, found a site and, uh, you know, developed a property. It's been you know, fantastically uh, successful, certainly pre-pandemic, um, but it's a great location. It sits, you know, right uh, in the heart of the Amazon Amazon's urban campus. Um, nice. You know, lots of you know tech-driven business uh, surrounding the property, and just kind of a young, you know, culture in that market, certainly in the urban part of that market that we felt like would be, um, you know, would resonate, you know, with uh, the brand. Um, ben kind of gave us a nice segue here, but how does the Even brand resonate with guests? It resonates well. Um, one of our metrics of performance um, at IHG is uh, guest love scores. And prior to the pandemic, Even had the highest guest love score um, across the portfolio than any of our brands. Um, and part of that is, as we were doing our research for the brand, people said that, or guests said, hey, I don't really have the fitness equipment I would normally use. I can't... Uh, you know, exercise my routine mm-hmm. um, when I'm when I'm traveling, and because of our state of the art fitness center, the in room fitness, the running maps, the outdoor areas, we're we're allowing guests to kind of do that. We give a complimentary water bottle so people can refill water and and not feel guilty about um, single use plastics, mm-hmm. um, as an example. 
So that sort of culminated into this brand that's had you know stellar guest love scores. So we're hopeful that as the the pandemic ends and people are able to get back into our hotels and experience cork and kale and everything else the brand has to offer that'll keep up. Which is wonderful. I think going through this experience of the pandemic too, it's been such a like profound and almost painful experience. And um, being able to have this accessible for the business traveler, you know, that are traveling on budgets or want to maintain some part of this lifestyle during the travel is is really key. Absolutely, because we as an industry, we completely are reliant, you know, on every segment of the demand, you know, returning and being enthusiastic mm -hmm. and, you know, wanting to, you know, really come out and experience, you know, everything that we're talking about. So. I do think it's very timely. And hospitality is about, it's about community and connection and, you know, being together. So absolutely. Yeah. And a great point of that is the Hunter Conference where we met for the first time mm -hmm. and we had a chance to have dinner. It was 1,200 people together in a conference uh, hotel, the Marriott Marquis downtown, for the first time since January of 2020. And, you know, prior to the conference, people were like, oh, are you going? Are you going? And, you know, more and more people were registering. And at the last minute, they ended up with 1,200 people where normally it'd be 1,800 people. And we were also happy to see I was each so other. so happy. Right? It doesn't, you can't terrain. do everything on Zoom, right? You have to, you have to be together. Um, and Alice is coming up next month. And on the 15th of this month, California is loosening their uh, COVID restrictions. So it feels like it's, it's coming back. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we are on an upswing. So give me just um, where you think we're going from here, the industry in general. Well, clearly leisure is back. I mean, I talked to different hotel owners and operators and weekends are jammed. Um, and the foreseeable future for the next you know, three months during the summer is very busy with Leisure Traveler. We continue to see corporate business staying on the books towards the end of the year. Um, during the pandemic, you'd see corporate business on the books and then it would shift and then it'd get canceled. And now it's been staying on um, and we see an uptick in group happening for next year. So I'm pretty bullish. I've, I'm in the hotel business, which I think you have to have a little bit of optimism, right? We're, we're, we're optimistic people and I definitely see it coming back. People are wanting to meet. You know, an economist at the Hunter Conference shared that Zoom has been good in maintaining relationships and allowing business to kind of um, go forward, but in establishing new relationships, it's really not a substitute. So I think across industries, people are wanting to get back together and conference again. Yeah, for sure. And even, you know, when folks were not traveling, even for leisure throughout the pandemic, we said, you know, we're choosing to believe in humanity and in, you know, man's need to connect and meet and, you know, experience and do fun things together. And, you know, I think that it's great that we are starting to see these trends with, you know, performance uh, in March, April and May. Uh, certain markets, drive to leisure markets this summer are expected to, you know, experience record travel. So even beyond, uh, you know, where they were in 2019, uh, we're starting to see that at, at, at a handful of our properties that are in locations like that. Uh, but yes, you know, we do need that corporate traveler to return. And the expectation is that, you know, sometime you know, post-Labor Day, you know, in volumes when, you know, we as an industry will begin to see that. Uh, and you may begin to see also some some group and convention, you know, actually ahead of, you know, the corporate travel, just, you know, based on, you know, an experience like we just had at Hunter, which was super successful, you know, word is getting out and we're starting to see, you know, some of our convention markets, um, you know, groups and smaller conventions that are on the books that we believe are going to, you know, stick for the balance of the year.
This is great. I'm so excited about all of this. I mean, we've been had so many conversations during this pandemic that we're trying to find that excitement and find that optimism. But I think it's finally here and our industry is strong and um, it's great to have leaders like you caring so much about wellness and moving this forward. So thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you, Cheryl. Thank you, VSC.